When he had said these things, it says, The Lord cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Luke 8.8 8. This is not because some people do not have ears, but because not everyone has ears for the purpose of hearing the word of salvation. Since, as the saying goes, it is the mind which sees and the mind which hears. Those who have ears to hear are the ones who listen with their minds and with understanding. If it is also the case that a good understanding have all they that do his commandments, Psalm 111.10, and the word is recognized through deeds, it is not simply the listener who has ears to hear, but the obedient man who puts what he hears into practice. Before all else, brethren, I beseech you, let us hear with understanding that the Lord did not say that he went out to plow the human fields or to break up the ground two or three times, dig up the roots of the weeds, and smooth out the clods of earth, that is to say, to prepare our hearts for cultivation. But that he went out immediately to sow. Why? Because these pulmonary works on our souls prior to sowing ought to be done by us. That is why the forerunner of the gospel of grace, anticipating this fact, says with a loud voice, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight, Matthew 3.3, 3, and repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, Matthew 3.2. Our preparation and the starting point of repentance is blaming ourselves, confession and abstention from evil. He also issued a warning to those who had not made themselves ready in this way to bear fruits worthy of repentance. Matthew 3, 8, Luke 3, 8. Every tree bears fruits worthy of repentance. Every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Matthew 3, 10. The sentence God passes on unrepentant sinners is that they be cut off that once they have been torn away from this present life and the life to come, they be dispatched, alas, to unquenchable hellfire. Let us repent, brethren, and display fruits worthy of repentance. Let each of us abstain from his wicked ways, and let us learn to speak and do what is good. Let us prepare ourselves to receive the heavenly seed, the word of life. Let us restrain our tongues from evil, what sort of evils? Idle words, abuse, slander, and our lips from uttering oaths, lies, and foolish speech. Perhaps these are the evil birds mentioned in the parable, who eat up the good seed and bring it to naught. For every word is like a flying bird, which is why some have referred to them as having wings. An evil word let loose through the mouth from its nest in the evil treasures of a man's heart, Matthew twelve thirty five robs the soul of its sanctification, the Lord says elsewhere on this subject, those things which proceed out of the mouth defile the man. Matthew fifteen eighteen. May no corrupt words come out of your mouth, but only such as are capable of giving edification to those listening. None of you should be so engrossed in the concerns of this life that you are somehow turned into stone by them and cannot open your ears and hear and heart to the due of words of the Spirit's teaching. Why is it that when the earth receives rain, it is loosened, softened, and enriched, but fire clay st stays hard and dry and does not dissolve? 
Is it not because the earth is warmed, but not burnt by the sun's rains? And so has its pores opened and received moisture, whereas the earthenware has been burned through forcible contact with fire, and has its pores tightly closed and sealed deep down, so that it cannot let in even the finest rain. In the same way, when anyone is obsessed by the bodily, earthly cares of everyday life, his heart is continuously and severely hardened, deadened in his understanding even before he returns to the ground. He is incapable of any perception of divine teaching. On the other hand, he who dwells with the world as though he had no dealings with it, according to the apostles' advice, 1 Corinthians 7.31, will be ready to seek heavenly things, listen to them with understanding, and zealously and eagerly act upon them. He will not merely hear, but retain inwardly and put into practice that he may be called blessed by the Lord. For being like the faithful and wise servant, Matthew 24, 45 to 46, whosoever heareth these things, sayings of mine, says the Lord, and doeth them, I will liken unto to him unto a wise man. Matthew 7, 24. If any of you amuses himself with gluttony, excessive drinking, self-indulgent pleasures and drunkenness, he should stop. Otherwise, he receives the heavenly seed, the words of instruction, to no avail, and will not be shown to be a fruitful field for God. You all know that when sown fields are too wet, they cannot produce crops. So how can a heart sodden with self-indulgence and wine-drinking display heavenly fruit? If anyone has fallen into a sort of impure fornication, let him turn back, give it up, and cleanse himself through repentance. Shall he fall and not arise? Shall he turn away and not return? If he wallows in this filth, how can he keep safe within him the holy myrrh which he receives, the pearl of great price, Matthew thirteen forty-six, by which I mean the word of salvation, pearls are not given to pigs, and people in their right mind do not mix myrrh with mud. If someone poured out myrrh and mingled it with dung and put it into a dirty container, he would make the myrrh useless and ruin it. Even though holy myrrh cannot be damaged, anyone who approaches it without abstaining from impurity can be sure of suffering the harm it would have suffered had it been capable of being spoilt. Whoever is greedy for gain, let him be so no longer, but share what he has with those who have nothing. Unless he does so, he will not escape God's anger, and if he cannot get away from the divine wrath, how can he receive the holy seed? To those who ask John, the Lord's forerunner, how to, how to flee from the wrath to come, he replied, He that hath two coats, let him impart to him that hath none. And he hath meat, let him do likewise. Luke 3.11 In a word, let each one of you, through repentance, pull up by the roots the thorns and thistles of sin that you have nurtured in yourself, through a life full of passions and pleasures. By doing so, you will cultivate your field and make yourself ready to receive the saving seed. Then, once again, you have received it. You will bring into perfection the fruit of eternal life. Not only ought we to give up our physical desires for the sake of the life, but even if need be our soul, for thus we shall follow the Master's footsteps, be partakers in the glory and kingdom which are Christ's, and live with him forever, glorified with him.